Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Happy January here. Uh, very excited to be dialing in from the Bay Area, Robert Lou Trujillo. Um, Robert, thank you so much for, for being a Sticker Giant customer and coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, um, Robert, you are, you know, you're from Oakland, California. Um, you're an author and an illustrator. Your book is uh, Furcon's First Flat Top. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, you know, you you have a lot going on, so we're going to cover a lot of ground, I know. But um, I want to just talk a little bit about um, what inspired you and brought you to being an author and an illustrator. Yeah. So when I was uh, a young kid, I really disliked reading. I, I, I hated it, actually. And that's because I didn't see any books with kids like myself or anything like my family or people I grew up with. So I just did not like reading as a kid. But when I became a, a parent, I was really pissed off that it was still kind of the same. There was not very much diversity in the kids book world and it's getting better, but it still has a long way to go. So um, I was reading to my son and he's actually, because I was a parent and I wanted to read the books to him, he inspired me to get into this field and do something rather than just complain about it. So um, yeah, my son inspired me to get into the field and then I would, you know, test books out on him, read lots of books with him. Um, That's when he was a baby. He's a, a 17 year old now. So. Oh, wow. 17. Um, so when you, when you say he inspired you, how did you like take your story, his story, and then create sort of like a more, like a universal story, but that was also targeted, like you're saying to, to, um, to a representation that you didn't see in the world. Yeah. So I, I mean, to this day, I've worked on nine books that have been published and for cons is, is the one that's published. The first one that I had published that I wrote and uh, the universal part comes in where everybody can relate to getting a haircut or being nervous about getting their first haircut. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, essentially what the story is about, <laughs> a kid wanting to go get their haircut. But um, I didn't see very many books, like I said, about, you know, folks like myself. I'm uh, a mixed person, African-American, Latino, Asian, Native descent. And um, he's also mixed. He has even more. So I just wanted to get something that one represented kids like him, but also uh, showed a father and son. There's very few books where there's a father and son. Um, so that was my inspiration for wanting to do that story. There's a little bit of him in there, a little bit of me, a little bit of other kids he knew. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, it's in its second printing now. Yeah, yeah. Going to be third soon. Uh, what? It came out in 2016. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, so, yeah, that was five years ago. I mean, you've obviously got a lot of other art kind of work going on um you know folks just for those who are obviously listening um the website that we're gonna be talking about is robdontstop.com that's an amazing website so uh, how long have you been running that url that's like when it comes to marketing and stuff like you know that was a very definitive choice right so thank you (laughs) um that's uh i appreciate good branding like that um but um you know, other than the, than the illustration and the authorship that you've done with this series of books, what, you know, what, you're the co-founder of the Trust Your Struggle Collective, and you're also a contributor um, to a bunch of other projects. Um, what, what projects do you have bubbling right now? So um, I just finished, uh, I think it was the fifth uh, social justice children's book fair. So that is a, a book fair where uh, authors of color, queer authors, people who make books about um, 
social justice related topics, uh, specifically for kids like uh, comics, uh, picture books, middle grade, YA, all that stuff. Uh, we get together and we have a book fair. And the reason why is because all a bunch of us were doing books independently of the publishing world and decided to do something on our own. But also um, parents, teachers, librarians, a lot of people were hungry for books like that. And so from the gate, from the first one, there was a hell of people there. And it's been a, a consistent um, growth every single year of not only more people coming, but different types of people in different types of books. So that's one thing. Um, How long has uh, that been going on? Uh, since 2018, I think, 2018, nice. something like that. So this cool. is the fifth year. Yeah, um, not to interrupt you, but I just wanted that. So you've been doing it for a while too, though. So like that's that's mm -hmm. cool. That's building. Yeah yeah. You know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of us, it's all volunteer run and uh, we get together and throw that yearly. Hmm. And but, there's, uh, yeah, you were saying though, the other thing. Um, so other than that, um, I just finished a new picture book that's called Alejandria Fights Back or La Lucha de Alejandria. And that is a bilingual kids book about a girl who's, uh, she's Afro-Latina who's facing eviction in her, in her neighborhood and not just her, but her, um, the neighbors in her building. And so rather than, um, just kind of take it sitting, she stands up and decides to do something about it. And it's uh, it's a realistic story because one of her family members is with it and wants to help her. And the other one is like, don't make any waves. Um, and it's it's written from a, a kid's point of view. And I think it's something that a lot of children, not just in the U.S., but all over the world can can deal with where people are being um, forced out of where they live. So that's a new book that just came out. And that was a project with the Rise Home Stories project. And the author is uh, Leticia Hernandez. And that is. Uh, the newest book that I have. And that, that one's really cool. Nice. So you are like publishing actively. Yeah. Like, like, like very actively. I try to, I mean, it's, uh, it started off as like, let me just get this one book off and then became, you know, a passion of mine, uh, not just to make books, but to engage kids and, you know, being literate and reading books for fun, you know? Yeah. We can't get a book out of my son's, my oldest one's hands, which is like a good thing, but it's also like, all right, they're like it, we got chores to do. Um, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. you know, and then my, my, my middle child has some reading challenges and, and we've learned quite a lot in that process and, and literacy in general. So, um, you know, it's great to create things, especially for visual kids who aren't the best with reading and then, you know, also making it accessible to, you know, to, all ages too. You know what I mean? Um, the trust your struggle collective has quite a roster of folks. How, how did all that kind of come to be? And, and what was your inter intersection with that? Yeah. So the trust your struggle collective is a group of, um, fine artists, illustrators, muralists, activists, um, painters. We started work musicians as well. We started working together in 2003. And so this next year will be our 20th anniversary and it started in the Bay Area um, with three or four artists, um, myself, uh, Ben Rojas, um, Aaron Yoshioka and Scott LaRockwell. And we basically all had some love of artwork, whether it was graffiti or murals. And we also had some ideas of um, social injustice and wanting to talk about that with the artwork and to kind of merge those two. And so we started doing murals, uh, workshops for young people at things like the Ethnic Studies Conference. And then we also started doing mural tours where we would travel to 
other parts of the, the country and other parts of the world and uh, work with organizations or campaigns and do artwork around you know what they were doing to kind of highlight it or uplift it and to learn. We learn a lot from the, the folks that we work with. And um, you know, it's a collective of 15 people. It started with three, then four, then it just, it grew. And uh, yeah, it's about 15 people now. And we, for a while we lived in, in Brooklyn, New York. And so we, a bunch of us were there, um, but it's mostly California based and there's people all over the US. Right, yeah, and people moving all over around, you know what I mean? Like just people working from everywhere. But um, that is quite, that is like, it's, that's pretty cool that you've been doing this going on 20 years now. You know, that's yeah, like yeah. a long-term uh, commitment uh, and, and a good, clearly a, a, a cool brand. Um, so when it comes to sort of your creative process, what is that, what does that look like? Um, and obviously you have multiple projects going on. So, so juggling is always real, but, um, how are you coming up with some of these ideas? You're obviously, you're saying you're pulling them from your own life, but, you know, as a creative person, you know, like how, how does that go for you? Yeah, so I think the the books are what really set it off. I mean, I started making artwork and selling it just as an as a painter, as a visual artist before I got into books. But um, I don't think it really clicked for me until I made books, and that was something that you know I could make once and sell multiple times. Um, and it was something that I was really passionate about. So I could, if someone asked me, I could talk. You know, I could talk their ear off about it. Um, but once the book came out, parents started asking for other things and librarians started asking for other things. So I thought, you know, I just experimented with this and that. And then it became kind of a rhythm of like, let me try to make uh, products that kind of support literacy and things like ethnic studies regularly. And, um, you know, it's just I think uh, it comes from a place of like, what do I not see out there? So to give you a good example, I made um a bunch of um, stickers that were all around self-care. And one of them that got a lot of um, good press was a sticker sheet where it was like a bunch of different things that said like drink water, stretch, go outside, just basic stuff. And there's a lot of people doing artwork like that. Um, but two years ago, um, some major news outlets like uh, Buzzfeed and uh, Good Housekeeping picked it up. And so, you know, tons of people bought those. And then uh, before I had done that, I had done similar sticker sheets where it was like, uh, a specific one for bilingual teachers, a specific one for librarians, a specific one showing kids of all uh, nationalities reading and having fun reading. And it's just a lot of trial and error um, and trying to do stuff that I think is um, fun creatively for me, but also um, in a way that's kind of serving people who I want to serve. And um, yeah, like I said, literacy is a big, big one for me. That's super positive. Um, so yeah, um, you you got a viral hit then, which is pretty cool. Uh, good for you. You can't you know plan for those, and but sure you cannot. Can. You, you can be prepared, right? You have an Etsy store, right? Um, you know, uh, folks. When Robert was saying about where to buy or whatever, it's um, Art of Robert Trujillo on Etsy. Um, and of course, Rob, don't stop. We'll take you there. But um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like whatever. You can always put Rob Don't Stop in there. It's just fun. Um, uh, but there's, I see the sticker sheets. I see Alejandra uh, Fights Back, which is fantastic uh, as well. And, um, you know, sticker sheets are one of my favorite things. I got I got a couple here. You know, I got the National Sticker Day one is, is going out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sticker Brand uh, does it so well. You know, I get a lot of compliments on the, the quality. So, um, yeah, y'all do a good job. 
No, but I, with sticker designing a sticker sheet, those I what what I like to sort of see is how people get different, either create like a whole theme around something, yeah, um, or you could just be all peel offs. But sometimes it's like designed, you know, there's a background and it's like almost like a little story on the sheet, and then the peel like especially a lot yeah. of authors and and I've talked to them where they add those as part of a book or something, and that's yeah, like, I don't know, like that. I don't know. I'm a geek like that. Right. Yeah. Most of, I mean, I think we all are like, uh, if there's something that you really are, are feeling or something that you really get into, I don't know, it could be a book, it'd be a star. I don't know, star Wars, something, whatever it is that you're into, like to have a little bit of extra, like a poster or a sticker is, is awesome. Cause then you can show other people and they're oh, what's that? And then you get to geek out on your thing. Um, oh, this read poster is very cool. Um, I'm just noticed this one. Um, there's some very good ones. This young black boy one. That's the name of this one. That's cool. It's a cool theme. Um, it's like almost like a magazine cover. Um, so yeah, you're exploring a lot of themes here, uh, and a lot of uh, different, um, modalities from postcards to stickers, to books, to, um, entire sort of curriculum based things. Um, when you were working with librarians, you mentioned that I want to kind of circle back to this. Um, what kind of collaborations can you or do with them? Especially, it sounds like you're really active in the in the community where you are. Um, I think one of the, well, librarians have been really um, supportive of of me. You know, when I first started out as an author and illustrator, and so reviewing the books that I did, um, sharing them with other people, inviting me to come to the library to speak to young people and to students, and I. I, librarians are so awesome. Uh, they're they're really superheroes because you know they have intrinsic, detailed, specific knowledge about so many things. Um, you know, you could go up to them and ask them. You know, I'm I'm interested in whale biology and it's <laughs> cross section with climate change. And they'll find you a book about that. Um, so whether you're just a person who's looking for something fun to read or you're a kid who's doing a book report, they can be really really helpful and. Um, when it comes to our society and like being literate and being able to read not only books, but like laws and, you know, policy and, uh, you know, the, the back of a, a medicine pill box, like all that stuff is really important. But um, librarians are super supportive and I try to be um, supportive of them as well by making stuff that I think, um, well, they tell me, you know, is helpful. So one of the posters in my shop says um, graphic novels are books. And the reason I made that, yeah, the reason I made that is because there are some adults who, you know, will kind of talk smack about, you know, graphic novels and be like, get a real book or something like that. But they really are real books, really a form of literature that people are just in this country starting to really understand and like get it. People who love them, they've been down with it for a while. But um, when I made that one, I was just like kind of annoyed at something I, I heard an adult say. And then librarians are like, oh, give me 10 of those, you know, like they're like really juiced about that, that print. So um, and I read them with, with my son. He actually got me into them. I wasn't a comics kid, but once he started reading them, I was like, oh, let me let me check this out, too. So I love comics. Uh, yeah. I used to be into them as a kid collecting paper ones. And now um, I have a few and I get them for my kids. Star Wars stuff, because um, that's my geeky passion. But oh, me too. I, re- I, re- I read them online. <laughs> you know, I like there's some good sites and. I, I believe people should pay for them. And especially if you find one that you like, or I like how they package them up now and they'll even, you know, do variants where you can not that kind of variant, like comic book variant, uh, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I, I am, again, I'm pretty passionate about literacy myself. So that's pretty cool. Um, 
You know, I, I noticed too, looking through some, some of your stuff on, online too, you were running a Kickstarter. Uh, yeah. Can you, can you share a little bit about that process? And I mean, did it get funded and, and how did you, what, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So um, it was my second Kickstarter. Uh, the first one was for that book for cons first, and that was successful. And then the most recent one was in November. And that was basically taking um, a book um, of artwork and compiling it into one art book. And the reason for that is because, as I mentioned before, I, I visit a lot of libraries and classrooms and I get to talk to young people and to tell them, you know, I, I get to read to them, show them my book. And um, one of the things that they love is when I can, I, I just tried it one day, like, let me show them my sketchbook to see if, if they'll like that so they can see some of the process. And they really liked it. And so after doing this at many schools across the U.S., um, I was like, let me, you know what, let me, I've always wanted to make an art book of, you know, sketches and characters and things that basically show the the mind thinking or the process of making something. Um, and so, yeah, I decided to make a, a Kickstarter for that and um, it was successful. It funded in three days and I forget how much stress it is to make a, a crowdfunding campaign, but it, it's still really rewarding and really fun uh, just to see how many people supported it. And so this coming uh, summer or maybe late spring, I'll be shipping that out to people. Nice. Yep. Um, so it's just, you know, pure publishing and just that it worked and you were able to structure it for what you needed, obviously, you know yep. what I mean? Like, yep. I mean, I try to make it manageable. <laughs> right. Right. Cause I mean, if you put this massive number up there, I mean, it's hard to know. Yeah. Um, so that's one source of how you're trying to grow stuff. Um, what, uh, what's next? Um, so when I was, before I became a parent, well, actually during my early years of parenting, I started making these, um, uh, going back to the self-care, I started making these paintings that were one-offs, one of a kinds that would say breeze or relax or dance or something to basically to like get your mind off of, uh, struggling or stressing out. And, the one-offs paintings did okay, but I think that for the general public, making stickers with similar messages has been much more affordable. So I've been doing that um, probably over the last year, maybe maybe like one sticker a month or every other month, um, just to kind of build up a rhythm. Mm. And I've been getting a lot of them printed with Sticker Giant and other companies. And um, yeah, that's been really fun. Um, it's been a reminder for myself and you know for other people. So. Sometimes people will buy a sticker and then put it in their subscription box or they will yeah. uh, buy a whole bunch of them and give it to their coworkers or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been really fun. That's that's what I'm doing. And this year, I think I'm going to try some new things like maybe some wrapping paper or something. But um, I love making the the stickers for sure. Oh, right on. Um, and that allows you to, well, like you said, they're affordable, but it kind of also just... Um, well, you can create sticker packs and you can uh, have, like you said, a rhythm, but then you're also creating inventory uh, that's fresh. Right. Yes. And the zeitgeist is always changing. I mean, we're, we see like, you know, as soon as something happens, yeah, if there's a, someone's print, like Betty White dies the next day, there's like a thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Sticker. You, you know what I mean? Right, like it's, right. it's like, it's legitimately like within days. Yeah. Uh, so, and you know, not that, that's a sad thing, but it's just, it showed like, it, it doesn't take much for people to try to like capture like the pop culture moment, which is, you know, kind of what we're in business for, but like at the same time, you know, stickers and labels have a lot of different uses. Um, 
Well, it is very cool that you're um, so active and um, thank you for taking some time to chat with us. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to talk to you and it's uh, awesome working with you. <laughs> well, it looks like you do a bunch of podcasts. So it looks like you, you're uh, you're making the podcast round from what I see on your link tree. So I'm working on it. I'm, I'm trying to get out, work on my media skills, you know. <laughs> um, well, best of luck this year um, and shipping out that that most recent offering and um you know everybody out there in uh stickers on the mic land uh definitely head out to robdonstop.com um i'll say it again i do love that url <laughs> um, and uh, um and uh everyone be good out there ha um have a wonderful national sticker day we're coming up on national sticker day on thursday rob so um oh, cool. enjoy your national sticker day uh january 13th that is a day to definitely uh promote all your awesome stickers out there so um enjoy that <laughs> um and um you know everybody else uh like i said you can uh hear more um on the site and we will have um we'll be checking in on you rob so thank you very much thank you that wraps up this episode of stickers on the mic brought to you by stickergiant.com you can download us on spotify iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customer sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to stickergiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon podcast to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.